Hi, it's Andile, and this is the Unajua series where we bring you crowdsourced minimum actionable responses to important questions in 15 minutes or less. This series is presented by Kenyan diehard environment advocate and comms pro Mwihaki Mundia. Mwihaki will be answering the question, could the adoption of precaria grass be a game changer for sub-Saharan African livestock farmers? Now, as part of her communication specialist role at the International Livestock Research Institute, Nairobi, Mwihaki spends a great deal of time distilling expert research into technologies that improve the livelihoods of smallholder farmers in sub-Saharan Africa. And fun fact, Mwihaki is quite the foodie. So perhaps it should come as no surprise that her passion for food extends to advocacy work that helps farmers utilize limited space to grow crops and rear animals for sustenance. And so here she is explaining why she and the research scientists over at the International Livestock Research Institute, Nairobi, are bullish about precaria grass. Get it? Bullish? Grass? Okay, here she is. Small-scale food production in sub-Saharan Africa is mainly characterized by mixed farming. So mixed farming is the utilization of small parcels of land where you use livestock farming and you will uh, plant your cash crops or your subsidiary crops so that you mitigate the effects of, like, let's say, climate change. For example, if a drought comes and wipes your entire cash crop, you will rely on your livestock production to help with that. So that's how small-scale farmers do it. A lot of empirical evidence carried out by the FAO in 2019 stated that livestock production currently contributes up to 40% of the agricultural GDP in South Saharan Africa. And that is without counting the agricultural products that we get from livestock. So despite the importance of livestock in SSA, Livestock productivity in this region is the lowest in the world, which is, it's crazy. And the seasonal availability and low quality forages are the main reason behind the low livestock productivity. Livestock rearing actually contributes a huge part to the livelihoods of lives of the farmers in SSA. And that is through having different sources of food other than plant sources, which are limited because of climate change. For example, Drought will cause reduced production of maize or reduced production of legumes such as cowpeas or beans. And livestock subsidizes this heavily because it produces and provides an additional and alternative source of food. For example, because your entire crop has been swept away by flood or um, a prolonged drought has ensured that your land just simply will not grow enough maize to serve your home or community, at least they steal livestock to produce milk. And sometimes they slaughter their livestock, such as goats, pigs, cows, chicken. So it provides a subsidiary uh, form of protein and nutrition and food in general. Livestock is also sold to generate income, to provide manure and draft power. When uh, like a huge animal pulls a plow to cultivate land or to prepare land, It's also important to note that livestock and livestock products are the most important cash crop in many sub-Saharan smallholder mixed farming systems. Additionally, the sale of livestock products such as milk, eggs, and fiber generate a constant stream of income and the sale of live animals 
that is like a live cow or a live goat, and hides contribute and produce substantial sporadic income. It is also a big social cultural function because it's a source of wealth, it's a source of prestige within pastoral communities. Okay, so Bracaria is a native forage, native to Africa, but adapted largely in tropical countries such as Australia and South American countries such as Colombia and Brazil and some East Asia countries. In fact, they have widely adopted it on such a large scale that over 80 million hectares of Bracaria are currently growing in Latin America alone. So this apparently humble forage grass is actually an unsung hero for climate change mitigation. So Bracaria, which is native to Africa, has been underexplored and underutilized in Africa, but experimented with and researched in other countries. So let me tell you about Bracaria and a few of the advantages that the farmers in Eastern Africa have experienced so far. So since we started the research, 12,000 farmers in Kenya and Rwanda alone have been trained and provided with Bracaria seeds through our various research projects. So we do this so that we can use participatory approaches. We use the farmers and their experience to get the benefits and the effects of Bracaria on different climates and different soil types. I think the greatest advantage, because we're working with smallholder farmers, is that it does not need large parcels of land to grow. And it has such a quick regeneration period of up to like two to three weeks. So you cut it and it grows back in two to three weeks for a period of up to seven years. Another great advantage, or one of the things that the farmers have reported, is that Bracaria is palatable and nutritious for their animals. This is evidenced through uh, milk production, extreme weight gain of the cows. Sometimes the heifers that did not even produce twins, produce twins. After like, let's say, two years of feeding on Bracaria grass, they have also reported accrued protein of up to 15%, which means that other minerals that are necessary for milk production, such as phosphorus and calcium, are found in the grass. That explains why the milk production increases so drastically. In Kenya, the milk production increases up to 40%. In Rwanda, we've reported up to 150% increase in milk production. So some of these differences are seen because of uh, different climates and different climatic zones in different countries and different soil types. So another great advantage is that it produces high tonnage of foliage biomass. So that might sound like scientific jargon, but that just generally means that the cow gets full quicker or the goat gets full quicker. And then another climate smart advantage of Bracaria that is just so cool is that it enhances the nitrogen use efficiency in soil. So what this means is that if you are a farmer, you will know that fertilizers leach off nitrate. So they leach off the nitrogen and basically the productivity of your soil. And so Bracaria enhances nitrogen use efficiency. So it increases the soil fertility by replenishing nitrogen in the soil. By intercropping or using Bracaria to crop rotate, this actually increases the fertility of of farmers' soils. Another great advantage is that the grass is adapted to drought and low fertile soils. So Bracaria is much better than its competitor grasses, such as Napier and Rhodes grass, which are very common in East Africa, in withstanding long dry periods of up to six months. This is mainly because it has such a wide root system that it actually is able to pick water from further down than other forage grasses have been able or have been proven to. 
So unlike Rhodes and Napier grass, Bracaria withstands long dry periods of up to six months of no rain whatsoever. And before I forget, the grass can easily be conserved. So in case, for example, you need to conserve the grass and keep it because you don't know when it's going to rain next or you don't know when your next planting season will be due to, of course, climate change effects, it can be conserved by making bales of hay, which can be sold, generating income for farmers or used during like the prolonged dry periods. It's worked for so many farmers. I don't know why it's so under. I don't know why it has such little exposure. Anyway, so many people don't realize that livestock farming is one of the greatest contributors to global warming. Bracaria has a high crude protein, which leads to better use and digestion by cattle. What this means is that less methane gas is produced for each unit of livestock product, such as milk or meat. I don't know if you know this, but methane is one of the gases associated with global warming. On the next episode in this series themed, could the adoption of precaria grass be a game changer for sub-Saharan African livestock farmers, Muhaki will unpack what sort of climate and soil types precaria grass thrives in. But in the meantime, this is where we remind you to have your say. Click on the Unajua link in the show notes wherever you're listening to this to leave us a 60-second voice note with your reaction to this episode. Or you can tweet us using the hashtag Unajua series or leave us a DM on Twitter at African Roundup. And that's all for now. Take it easy.